in the midst of darkness, light persists. Hey everybody, welcome to the Gandhi Show podcast. This is TJ Del Reno. With me is Lance Weeze. Hello everyone, been throwing up for three days. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Perfect. And then we have our special guest, Luke, from last time. I'm here again. <laughs> I like calling you Luke from last time. <laughs> that Luke's should there. be my official title. It I sh- should be. I need a Twitter handle. Uh, so we have Luke there, and our guest tonight is translator, musician, Tia Jenny. Yeah. I'm here. Yes, Tia, thank you for joining us today. Um, I'm sorry if, I was, if I'm a little slow. It's just a rough rough week for me. It's all right. Um, so you are originally from where? I'm from New York, New York, baby. Ooh, from oh, Manhattan. Been there. Mm-hmm, born oh, and that raised. is pretty rare. Is it? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think you don't find those very much anymore. Probably a minority. So Just millions of people. Mi- literally millions of people fall under that category. <laughs> I guess like, you're right. But millions is just a fraction. Of New York, you're correct. <laughs> yeah, there's people true. who like are still here, you know, because most people moved. Like I'm, all three of us, I believe, moved here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm from Jersey. You know? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Lance is and from New York Georgia. wouldn't be New York without you guys. Indiana. That's true. That is you know? true. I guess that is true. I never thought of that. Look how it makes us feel good. No, I really wouldn't. Mm-hmm. It's really Man, good. That's amazing. Yeah. What part of Manhattan? Upper East Side. Ooh. Oh, we're Upper East. Yeah, that's the wackest right. part. Eightieth <laughs> and first. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. One sixteen. I went to like for several years. I went to snooty all girls school. Oh wow! Yeah, nice. but luckily most of the time I went to the UN school, which was awesome. Was it tough to date guys because you're an all-girls school? I went if there until I was eleven. I, I wasn't okay. dating anymore like yet when I went there. Okay, but what would happen? We would have field trips with all boys' schools, and then they'd be like. Oh God! So and so wants to be your boyfriend. I know. Right? Do you guys need condoms? Oh my God! Yeah, this kid's pretty, kid's How old were you? When I was ten, yeah. Ten, you needed condoms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. New York. This man. guy was yeah. a funny guy. Not for sex. Just do you need condoms? Like <laughs> just <laughs> balloon <laughs> animals. Yeah, like a magician. Uh, so you had wow. That must have been like weird. Like, does it make you be interested in men later because you're in all girls school? Uh it's a good question. It made me a tomboy. Because I, I was did. like, I am not like these bitches. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Nice. So it made me a tomboy, the laziest tomboy you ever knew because I'm not athletic, but I was just like, I hate pink and, you know, all that because I just rejected all the type of femininity all that I saw norms. around me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Upper East Side femininity. What's does that make you... Does it make you more of a feminist or less of one? Or who? Or now, whatever? well, I grew into a feminist because then when you find yourself again and you're like, oh my god, I can wear pink and like thing, yeah. these things about me are the feminine things. I don't have to reject all femininity, but you know, and then then it, it allows you to embrace the post-feminist thing where it's like I can wear a short skirt and you should respect me as uh-huh. much as if I wore pants. You know? Yeah, I don't understand post-feminism. what feminism actually is. I don't, I don't. There's so many definitions of it. I feel yeah. like that it's like who you're talking I, corporate. It's feminism, just a recognition. It's just a recognition that there's prejudice against the female sex and there and that you think that shouldn't be. That's all. Sure. Yeah. That's all I think it is. He still doesn't understand it, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like the feminism original uh, traditional feminism is like is like women should be able to wear pants and Uh go to work if they want. And then neo like post feminism is like, well, you should respect me even if I wear pink and I have like, you know, and even if I act like a bimbo, you should still respect me. Yeah. Because I'm because like. So that's yeah. still, you know, it's like why should we have to wear pants to be respected? That's the that's the new wave after the. Can the I first tell you wave. a video that, or I, I mean, I've been seeing these videos. Um, uh, I've been they're they're on the internet. Um, of Ooh, I don't know what, what I, I don't know what to think about this. Mm. That maybe we're going a little off topic, but real quick, I've been seeing these videos of like women twerking. Mm. 
mm. like in a circle <laughs> with like 50 other women clapping them on. Yes. I don't know if that's a positive thing or a, neg- or a negative thing. I love thing. this topic. I have a lot to say on this topic. Oh, good. I, I also to- like the way he just said, I've been seeing these videos <laughs> just <laughs> on I get the internet. I don't yeah. know if you've heard of it. I love it. No, but if you scroll through Instagram, that's like like a, a lot of like posts you're just on yeah. your like what's happening. Mm-hmm. That's, it's like a girl twerking and literally 50 women clapping. No, I know. It's literally who you follow, by the way. This you are literally following those people. <laughs> Everyone in your feed, you've chosen to see. <laughs> I've been to, I went to New Orleans, the great city of New Orleans, a couple of times. <sighs> and um, there I discovered a wonderful, well, not there. I wasn't there when I discovered her. But there's a wonderful artist from there who's a drag queen called Big Frida. Mm-hmm. She's fantastic. She's like fucking James Brown, okay? And she has her own show on uh, either VH1 or one of those shows, her own reality show. She's, it's just awesome to see her be this like businesswoman. And she's like loving and zen and like deals with all this shit in the business. And, and you just love her. You love her the instant you see her and she's really good it's a, it's a subgenre of hip hop music called bounce music which is where twerking comes from okay oh. and so and it's, and it's like I, if you ask me I mean I, I remember the Miley Cyrus thing but even Miley like I think the Big Frida is kind of the reason that twerking is even on the map right now and bounce music is this like hard bouncy kind of if you think of Miami hip hop bassy music from New Orleans that's never been able to grow and expand into anywhere else because it's like so hard and it's so raunchy and everything so the, what, the reason that your question reminded me of that is because Big Frida and what they started calling Sissy Bounce, like somebody one day, this artist Katie Red was a drag queen who was the first to stand up in a regular misogynistic hip hop mm-hmm. club down south and be a drag queen who spit bounce. And that created this whole subgenre that they call that some people call Sissy Bounce, which Big Frida is now like the poster girl of. And that's the crowd that's like so female friendly and female empowering because okay. like the straight male gaze is no longer the the predominant sure. gaze at the club. And that's the kind of thing that has like lots of women coming and twerking for the drag queens and for each other and it's like this female positive super raunchy innocent fun sexy twerking wow. thing. do you think Man. they'll ever do like twerking for cancer or something they should oh my god I tried I to kidding. bring it to New York I guess so they don't yeah. ever do they that could with... do twerking for anything I, I have two thoughts already it makes everyone feel good <laughs> one is like TJ saying will they do it for men like men like doing crazy like sexual jiggle weird. balls yeah like Cola twacking. oh right yeah twacking or <laughs> and also how like the women like women empowering is always kind of confusing to me because I, mean, I don't this mean I don't thing, mean like, to sound ignorant but it's no, like no. how far do you take it like but he can't help it like, uh-huh. <laughs> but I'm going to it's a podcast you know it's a podcast <laughs> no, no. Get, get interesting I guess how far do you take like the women's empowering movement of like twer- like stick your ass in the air and walk clap for you then it's like women can kill whoever they want like where where's the line you know what I mean like good for you for being able to shoot a gun like a man and kill right. people too yeah Lance you, is you voting know? for Trump well, I have th- well that's a whole other overarching question <laughs> yeah. not to get too philo- philosophical when does but, it become empowering and not um, I think that all of humanity has a serious issue that we're grappling with right now that we don't like our relationship to destruction um, is totally screwed up and I, I kind of think it's like the root of all problems in the world because we want to be distanced from the destruction and we want to be you know we, we don't want to take it into our own hands we don't slaughter our own animals and therefore we get to be like oh I'm zen and I'm peaceful and I'm a vegan but it's like our tax dollars are going towards destruction mm-hmm. around the other side of the world and we just don't have to see it. So um, so it's funny, Like, I, it's like what you were saying is like a pendulum, like it swings both ways. Like how empowering do you have to be to go, are you gonna go all the way to the masculine, yeah. you know, killing, murdering side? I don't know, that's that's an extreme and I feel like we need to find a balance. But the empowering thing about the twerking and the, and the sissy bounce is that as a woman, if I go to a club and I, I'm always gonna be in this dilemma of whether I wanna like l- go wild and 
dance the way the music is making me feel and to, dance. So it's like to twerk or not to twerk. To twerk. Or not to twerk. <laughs> that is the question. And like as and if I go to a club and I twerk, then it's automatically that I'm doing it for male attention. Like I'm yeah, I'm immediately sure. gonna have to contend with what are the guys gonna think of me after I've stopped doing that. When I get off the stage, how are they gonna approach me? Are they gonna say that's I'm like a what if a dude just starts like whacking off in the middle of the floor and he's like, I don't I'm not doing this for females, I'm doing this for me. Like like But dudes can you know do anything I mean? for them. Like everything we do is like you're making me feel like this and that low cut shirt is making me horny. And it's like everything we do is like I have to think about what it's gonna do to y'all, not y'all. Yeah, not to make I it guess. personal. But that's what the thing about all women twerking was is that it took away the the, the idea of like oh there were no men in the room. If they're there, but they don't run. You know, every time I go to yeah. a club, the men run it. It's like I have to watch out, make yeah, sure no one's following yeah. me around the corner and oh, all yeah, that. Yeah, you know, it's like it's ma- the male, yeah. the straight male. The bouncers days. are men. Yeah, yeah. They're Honors. the ones who keep me safe, and they're the ones who put yeah. me in danger. And, the, and you know, and so this this the whole theme, the, a bunch of women twerking is is that it's like I get to feel free to like you know emulate Beyonce or whatever I'm looking at, you know watching uh-huh. on TV I wish I hadn't said Beyonce but whatever somebody that I'm watching on TV and then I'm like let me dance like that and free the ass you know mm-hmm. without yeah. having to worry about like uh, free about, the ass yeah <laughs> not yours please. Well, the, the, good, the good thing about talking about twerking is our sponsor is uh, is called Joanna's Jiggle Ass Jeans <laughs> so those jeans when you want to twerk you know get to work uh, okay. go on well, that, okay, so I think we've. Uh, I want to get a little more to you a little bit if we can, because I, sure. I, I know that was a big tangent off top. I, was, I don't know why. Even, My opinions are me too. I'd love to. No, that's great. Dude. I, I like love that. to opinionate. It's so interesting because I just feminism. I don't know why even. Oh, because I asked about where you fall in feminism and where. Because I, it, I never know what's feminism, what's not. Because yeah. it's like everywhere. It's just, it's just facing and accepting that there are things that women have to face that that guys might not have to face, and that you wouldn't even have to think about. Like you wouldn't okay. even have to worry about it. Okay, you know? that's good to know. Yeah. Um, okay. So you're a uh, a speech uh, a language translator mm-hmm. interpreter. Yeah, writing Hyundai. and spoken and. How do you get into that? I grew up bilingual, completely bilingual. Being in New York, that helps maybe. My whole oh, family was so you Brazilian. Like boys and girls. <laughs> what? Okay. Just their languages. Um, you need an English lesson. <laughs> That's true. Um, no, yeah, I grew up in a Brazilian family. I was the only one born in New York, so I grew up totally bilingual, and I just always loved language, and I was always translating. You know, and one time I took a bunch of my American friends to Brazil, and I was translating the whole time, and I was like, I think I should try to make money mm-hmm. doing this. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up making money doing it. I got like work at travel agencies. You can make good I, money, right? Well, you know, it's not like making me rich, and but it, you know, if you get it, it's good work if you get it. You know, yeah. technology is always biting at our heels. Like now, you can talk into your phone, and then sure, it'll talk yeah. in another language, and wherever you That's go, and true. all that. But I do get work for you know, I have pretty good. Uh, you know, I'm pretty much at the top of my game. I work for Huffington Post and oh, work for huge. Vice. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. I'm on the National Language Service Corps, which that is like, sounds like you're winning. Yeah, this government agency for the first government agency for languages. What? Yeah. Did, you ever, did they ever tell you any secrets? Hi, like Chris. aliens exist? No, no. I, yeah, I <laughs> wish. I wish. And then you also have a band you set, you play? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't have my band um, I, because I like to work. Um, I just haven't worked that hard on my own like personal branding and my band and trying to be uh-huh. you know, this project of mine. But the Brazilian music community in New York is such that like uh, they know what drums I play and it's like an orchestra that you have to put together. And so when they're putting something together, they'll be like, who is that's it that plays awesome. that? And they'll call you to do that. you know. Dude, that's super cool. So I've done that for a while too. I've done all the major parades in New York. and Really? Mm-hmm. Man, that's awesome. Halloween, is it April. cool to be in the parade? It's awesome. Is yeah. it that cool? Yeah. I used I've been to... in no parades. Yeah. None? No. Why would I? Who wants me in a parade? <laughs> I, have you ever attended a parade? <laughs> I've attended, but I've never been okay. in it. Okay. You, they, here's you... this guy walking on the street. There he goes. It's super fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. They actually probably get a lot of attention. Yeah, if you bro, just... In some weird way, it would. Yeah. 
Yeah, why would this guy to... with no skills added to the parade, Lance Weiss, is strolling <laughs> yeah. down Fifth yeah. Avenue. Yeah, like, he sad. doesn't understand feminism. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's, all the bad things about me. It's just Lance going, this is huge. This is huge. All you need is a whistle, man. That's so funny. What are some of the challenges of doing like speech or language training? Because this podcast about turning negatives into positives. Yeah, yeah. Are there any... Am I close enough? Yeah, you're good. I just want to fix it. Are there any... Things about speech, you know, that were t- are super difficult, or do you ever have trouble with a client or a project? Or I, I don't, yeah, know. I don't yeah, know what I to did. say exactly. No, I t- um, this is the hardest part. I I really I got into this because I really want people to understand each other, right? Mm-hmm. And it's my struggle, and I do it in English too. Like I could be across the room, and if I overhear two people like not understand each other, I want to be like, no, no, he meant this. Yeah. Like like I'll in- and I have to keep myself from interrupting people to try and get them to understand each other. So that's like at the heart of why I love translating. But um, sometimes it can be hard when uh, one time I was translating for legal hearings for people that were trying to get social security yeah. and uh, it was in this you know chamber not a jury but it was like in this chamber with a judge up on high yeah. and the judge was actually blind and um, the judge was really blind yeah the judge was literally blind <laughs> how can he see justice <laughs> it was yeah. supposed to be justice blind justice blind. nice yeah. justice is blind yeah it was, judge, it was awesome though. he was all like into, everything was like so intimidating and he took it to extremes and like, this person like so you're, <laughs> you're with this like <laughs> suffering client who is like either is really suffering or is trying to scam the system yeah. you know because they're sitting there being like they're asking them questions like how many blocks can you walk before you have to sit and like who helps you clean the house and they're like yeah. trying to catch them in lies and so it's like a lot of pressure and then one day this person said in Portuguese is a word banco which can mean either a, a bench or it can mean OJ the bank okay. oh, like man. banco and so I started asking them back in Portuguese which one is it and the judge yelled at me and was like you can't have conversations oh, in a language uh-huh. I don't understand Yeah, you know and I was like oh sorry your honor <laughs> and it was terrifying Dude, then what the hell's the point in having a translator there <laughs> I'm supposed right. to say I'm supposed to say like oh when I when when, when I arrive to the beach or bench <laughs> I mean a b- yeah. bank or, and then for and then the judge has to say oh. well is it a bench or a beach and then oh, we have to go man. through that so but I just want to clear it up yeah you know? get it done but that's not how you do it because they don't know what I'm, what we're talking about in this like. How many language. languages do you speak? I speak Spanish um, because I learned it in school, uh-huh. and I speak a little French. Like, like if you drop me in the middle of a French-speaking country, I could figure could it out. Yeah. Which we do at the end of this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. You, oh my god, my yeah. favorite. That's why I'm that's here. You get. That's why I came here, man. No, but yeah, I'm really fluent in Portuguese and English, and, and Spanish c- uh-huh. comes and goes because uh-huh. of, I've just Portuguese learned it in school. It's kind of similar, little. no? It's kind of similar. Yeah, it's easy for a Brazilian to understand Spanish. But if you only speak Spanish and you go to Brazil, you'll be lost. Okay. <laughs> Everyone will understand you, and when they respond to you, you'll be like, well. Yeah. Huh. My aunt's Portuguese. Mm-mm. Wow. <laughs> Big contribution, yeah. TJ. Well, what <laughs> what's that mean for you, TJ? Do you wow. speak Portuguese? You've no. been to Portugal? It means nothing. No, Brazil. I just want to be like a weird child that has a brain disorder. It's like, my aunt's Portuguese. <laughs> oh, you no. nailed that. <laughs> yeah. uh, this is so fun. Um, what else is difficult? Oh, God. The worst experience I ever had as a translator was when I was on this, I was uh, a tour guide on this trip. It was a dream job because I got to research and write out, I got to research and plan out these tours in like different interesting mm-hmm. places in Brazil. Like I got to research it and then we actually went to the places I had researched, all these places I'd never been. My family yeah. wasn't necessarily from there, blah, blah, blah. I went with this huge group of clients and my boss told me, so we were in this hotel the only hotel in like this area of rainforest and it was like this eco-preserved area with all these endemic animals and we were with 200 clients uh, Americans who traveled there and my boss and so the the sewer system in Brazil is different than here they they separate their um, tissue like they separate dry and wet so my boss tells me 
not to tell the clients that because they're just going to be grossed out by it because you just you throw your tissue in the oh, garbage. Uh-huh. That's right. When you when I worked on construction jobs, uh, the dudes that worked at the Spanish dudes, like the Mexican guys, uh-huh. they would have a spackle bucket that was full of just shitty toilet paper. <laughs> wow. And they would oh. they would never throw it in the toilet. It was there, so you get a spackle bucket of shitty toilet paper. And so like, like and if you go to any gross any bathroom in Brazil though, will have like an attendant constantly cleaning it out. Like this yeah. just huh. part of the culture because we spent because little do you know like here or anywhere that does it all together, you spend all this tax money separating it later. Sure. You know, yeah, that's just so we can be like, oh, goes. take it away. You know, that's your tax money. Huh. God bless so America. So Brazil is a different way, and particularly this, like this uh, hotel that followed all these regulations to maintain the ecosystem. And I had my boss tell me, like, just don't tell them that. And I was just like, this is the opposite of what I got into this business for. Like, it yeah. tore me apart yeah. that I was like, not supposed to communicate this vital information to these people. And won't they clog the toilet? Is uh, that where you're going? Besides going. that, no, oh. yeah, they're gonna totally ruin the fuck, the yeah. hotel it's and like the, disrespect the whole thing, yeah, yeah. you know. And I was just like, that was a nightmare. And there was just several times during that job where I just knew I'm never gonna work at this company again. Yeah. And oh, then eventually weird. I got myself fired, which was a lot of Don't fun. Don't you love jobs? Because I've been, we get into something for one reason and then it, it's like the opposite. It's and you're like, that's why. Man. Comedy is kind of like that for me. I got into it so I wouldn't have to work at all. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, I just <laughs> and now do, do stand up. Like a hundred times that's not how that works. Now, like, and now comedy is like, it's like day jobs plus promoting plus ev- being a photographer, Writing. web designer, mm-hmm. video editor, shooter, writer. Photoshop, writer, performer. Perform- it's like, it could not be. Performer's dead more last on that list. By travel way. booker. It's like, I got into it just so I could, like, do nothing all day. Maybe go go kart racing and right. then do. Yeah. That's why I got into it. I literally was like, I'll just go kart race during the day and tell jokes at night. That'll be the great. That's what I got into. It's the for. dream. And yeah. I, he, I haven't he's been made go- more money go kart racing by the <laughs> <No>. way. <laughs> I've been go kart racing it since I started this. I don't think because I'm like, oh, I don't have money to go go kart racing. Oh no, that's I can't your dream, go kart racing. Yeah. <laughs> bro. That's your dream, I know, dude. Yeah, oh man, I'm so sorry. I know this podcast is about the good side of bad things, but every good thing has a bad side, you know. Every good thing has yeah, a bad side. Yeah, there was this great oh, cracked article. I don't know if you guys like to read cracked but there was a great one about how like the way you choose what you're gonna do in life is you choose what flavor of shit sandwich you want to eat. Like everything has like a shitty side. Oh, I, don't, I don't like that. I feel like that's. I negative. don't like that. I don't. Like that. <laughs> that feels negative. I'm to still me. gonna find something 100 yeah. fun. Well, the hum- yeah, the human brain tends <laughs> to find you know. Well, everybody's different, but we spend things negative, especially in America, where like, oh, it's not good enough. You know what I mean? But you yeah. don't want to grow up believing that that something that you're gonna find something that's only fun, and then every time the bad part comes along, you're like, oh, well, this isn't for me. Then then you'll yeah, never maybe. stick to anything. You know? Yeah, I don't know. I think that's amateur thinking. Yeah. When you start going, I just want the fun side of something. Yeah. Because I think if you really are a professional doing something, and I think you are, Lance. There's always you learn to like Wait, professional what, go-kart racer? Professional go-kart racer. (laughs) Okay, good, go on. You learn to love all the grime and yeah, the work that goes into making a great product, and you appreciate it more than some, you know, teenager that watched Comedy Central and saw, oh, that'd be fun. I bet I could sure. do that. Yeah, yeah. Even if you don't do love it. it, if I could amend, like there's some mm-hmm. things that you just don't learn to love, but but you gotta decide like if that's that's gonna be your flavor of shit sandwich. To quote yeah. this article that I can't remember. Crack's a good. Crack's such a good mag. It's so good. Like, it's, it's, crack is my life coach. <laughs> they used to be the they used to be a rip off of Mad Magazine. Yeah, they, but like, there's so much a, more now. Yeah, there's so much. It's so much better now. Yeah. Wasn't the story for the the guy that owned it? Like after 9-11, the cracked offices were in one of the buildings, and then it kind of got demolished. And then this dude who wasn't on the crack team like bought it, and then just like research like oh. revamped it. So it's a whole new. Even though it's like cracked, it's a whole new. It's not a Mad Magazine like rip off. Yeah. It's at a all. complete like like huh. comedy. Where's site. Mad Magazine? Have any of you seen anything from Mad no. Magazine? They had Mad. Well, 
Unfortunately, yeah, they survived 9-11. They did. Unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you rarely hear that. Unfortunately, <laughs> Might be they the first sur- time I've heard it since it yeah. happened. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't hear it before. I was going to say they unfortunately. And then, and Tia, you also, do you also de- uh, disc jockey? I disc jockey. I, it's really something that I dabble in because of my love, a passionate love of music. Ooh. And um, I started DJing right at right before um, the, right before Napster came out, right before the Napster. Oh wow! So it was at a time when uh, when I like knew the spots to go get the rare vinyls, and I'm a hip hop junkie, and and you know I thought I could become a DJ around college time for me, which was like the late nineties, oh, oh, 2001. And I used to go to certain stores and get the the rare like remixes that hadn't been released on any albums yet and that was like my draw was like oh jazz mm. got that hit and then i kind of have no you know i kind of stopped pursuing being a dj when like you could get anything online at any moment and then i kind of yeah. that's like the only appeal i had because i don't scratch and juggle and stuff yeah i just read moods really well like i have i read vibes really well i play the song that's like sounds good after that other song and that's the stuff i do oh that's cool so um so but then i'm having fun with this radio show that i'm doing so i got invited to do this radio show that's a live broadcast from like a bar lounge place Oh, cool. Yeah, which is called Meridian 23. It's on 23rd off 7th. And uh, it's my favorite place in the city. Do you do it? Is it's this really a regular awesome. gig or is this it a one It is regular. It just, it just started, but it will be regular. Um, Meridian 23. Do you drink caffeine? Mm-hmm. Yeah, hell yeah. Because uh, you're very... Do I sound uh, caffeinated? You're very energized right now, and I'm, I want to be like that. I don't know how to be. You, <laughs> you're you, very nasal right now. You, yeah, I've just uh, been sick <laughs> for three days. You're never do like you, this, dude. You're just sick. Do you, I'm nervous energy. I'm Gemini. Do you, Gemini, that's what it is? Mm-hmm. You're like a very spiritual person, right? Yeah. You're wearing like a shawl. Yeah, I'm like a you hippie have mama. Like your, you have earrings that are like big and fun. Yeah. You have a star <laughs> tattoo on your wrist. You're very like, um, I don't know I don't know what you call it. Like, hippie hey, dippy, everybody. Hey, it's all fantastic. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey. Like, Hang you, loose. you always have this vibe? Or you said there's a bad to every good. Is there, since you're this animated and excited and fun uh-huh. and good vibe, do you, do you have, do you go the other direction real hard? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you think it's a pole, like what Real goes up hard. must come down type yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah. I feel like I probably feel more happiness than a lot of people, and I probably feel more pain than a lot of people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds like an artist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I believe in I believe in like reincarnation and Taoism, and I believe mm-hmm. that I believe that before I was born, I asked for this life. I just read about that right on the train here. Yeah. Bodhisattvas. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I know about it, but I'm, I'm reading this book, and it's literally I, I'm I'm learning more about it. Yeah, but yeah. It was literally like 20 minutes ago on my way here. What is it, so re- I, reincarnation? I, yeah, well, like, I believe that this is all a big game. Uh-huh. I believe that every, I believe it. this is what Taoism is, is uh-huh. like, this, it's all a big game and we're all one big self that kind of got bored and so then like shattered itself into a quadrillion little shatters hmm. and then forgot that we were all one. And then you choose, and then like throughout throughout eternity or whatever you choose when you choose, like lessons that you want to learn like I want to learn tolerance or I want to learn how to take control of this or, or like a million different lessons that we're here to learn then you like pick your parents that you, and the situation that you want to be born into to best be able to learn those lessons that you, you, it's like it's time for your spirit to learn do you think you're choosing them you're choosing them or do you think they're all being done to you no that's what um, I try not to feel like a victim because I hate feeling helpless or not necessarily because I'm reading this book and this guy he's kind of like I mean I'm not t- I don't want to go too far in this direction but he's he's saying like you you not like no one really does he's almost arguing for like not predestination or whatever I'm not an expert in this stuff mm. but he's just saying like you're kind of just um, when he like became awoken or whatever in his spiritual journey that think he realized like everything's being done to you and it's not really your choice not mm. in a bad way but like just sit back and like enjoy the ride and like let it kind of happen. Mm. Um, I do believe that saying that may be a little corny, but it's like it's it's not about learning how to love; it's about unlearning how to unlove. 
And so I do believe that the process is like removing barriers and obstacles and that the truth is the love and that uh-huh. beams out of you and connects everyone. Um, so it's, it's like more passive than some people might think where it's mm. like, take control of your life, sure. plan this, build yeah. that, you know. I, I do let things happen to me in that way. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Do you believe it's possible to not learn your lesson that you were choosing to learn? Yes. I believe it comes to you in bigger and bigger ways until it slams you in the face. Hmm. Um, I believe if something keeps happening to you, you're responding to it wrong. It uh. comes at you worse and worse and worse and bigger and bigger. Then, then like, like what? Like breaking a pattern or something? Like, yeah. like dating people that are terrible? Yes. Like dating someone who is like, yeah, like dating someone who, uh, like, uh, like having a job where you feel trapped or something. Yeah, and then like moving into your next job. It's uh, how can we, how can I describe it? It's just like that lesson is gonna co- is gonna come screaming at you and more painful and more loud until yeah. you address it until you hmm. like address that lesson instead of being like stubborn and just like no I'm right like maybe it's like that thing of uh, being crazy is trying the same approach a million times expecting a different result yeah so like let's that. say you die uh-huh. oh my God. not learning your lesson uh-huh. do you have to repeat that lesson yeah in the next life. those lessons will keep coming so that's what that wow Wait. yeah yeah because it's about like it's about like maturing all the way to being enlightened and then like being perfect and then you get to join like a raindrop thinks it's an individual uh-huh. until it joins the ocean again till everyone becomes enlightened on earth yeah but it's Good. like a but it's like a cycle because some people who are here were, are baby souls who were kind of just rejoined just came back and there's what? some questions that, you, that I can't answer. Like of you, you always I get mean, to like the outer well, edge it's like of infinity no, where no it's one, like then yeah. I don't know, you know. Yeah. But like it seems to me, it really seems to me that it's that way because I really feel the connection and togetherness with everyone. Uh-huh. And I feel that love is like a, is just like a state that is just like beaming around everyone mm-hmm. rather than like I love you, I don't love you. you know? Sure. Yeah, I th- uh, yeah. I mean, you can say about any religion, really. It's like. Um, like I'm a Christian I know Luke is and who knows what TJ is doing <laughs> he's uh, Portuguese he's, he's a Portuguese. nerd come on but, guys my but, dad's Portuguese uh, <laughs> but like my view of Christianity has changed a lot as I've gotten old I kind of view it like as love like when you say there's like a love ev- everywhere like that like that's God or Jesus because I, I think mm-hmm. let's, Jesus was a real person historically mm-hmm. um, and I think what Jesus like stood for was like all people all the time like mm-hmm. drug addicts prostitutes like if, if Jesus came back today he would like be cool to everybody yeah. gay people and he would smoke weed probably like in like <laughs> he'd just be like yeah it's all cool and he so I, I, I kind like, of view like when you say <laughs> love yeah. <laughs> yeah I kind of view like when you say like a love overall as that but Christianity takes it to a place obviously it's like we hate this we hate that and fuck you and fuck you you know it becomes a scary but anyway yeah but there's always people who will take it over and use it for the wrong thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's definitely about like you're like you're my brother like everyone's brothers and sisters sure Interesting, but I, but you know, but then like your manifestation of you and the way that this particular body is treating me, like I may not be cool with that right now. Yeah. <laughs> like I may be mad at you, I may hate you, this may not be cool. I may have to remove myself. Uh huh. But still with love, mm-hmm. you know. So you try. Well, let's. Uh, I always ask our guests these questions sometimes. Mm-hmm. When, whenever something goes poorly in your life, what do you? What is your spiral? Let's say you get some bad news. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, whatever goes on. You Have like, you ever had a bad experience that you've turned positive and like, or get, or had, like, you know, so like when you get, do you have an example when you were really low down? Yeah, yeah. Because his question is this, which is a great question of like, when, what do you do when you're really low? Right. How do you boost yourself you back out? up? Yeah. So do you have an example of like something that happened that yeah. you did do that? You if know, you do. I want to have, <clears throat> excuse me. I want to say that I have this awesome example about how I like, 
vaulted myself out of this uh-huh. deep well. But nah. one thing that I had to learn was that sometimes every day will just be a little better than the last without even doing anything. Hmm. Like um, what, for me, what I had to learn in my in recent years was more about just like uh, just eat. You know, just make sure you eat and sleep and shower and walk the dog. <laughs> anyway, no matter how depressed you are, mm-hmm. and maybe you know, how about just stop thinking about your feelings? Like, maybe don't so dwell you on your feelings. Just turn them off. Just, I don't turn them I mean, off. How do you do that? Or? This is another. This is another Buddhist quote. Is just like you know when you meditate and they say like if a noise or a feeling comes through let you, it let there. it vibrate uh-huh. you like a string, and then you stop vibrating and you'll be still. Like I let it do that. Oh really? Um, a lot of people do the opposite, where like people like go through therapy and stuff. It's like to they you recognize. What yeah, feeling. I mean, I did years and years of therapy, and yeah. I love talking. I mean, I think it was uh-huh. very helpful, and I went and recommended it to everyone and every boyfriend I had. I was like, "What you need is therapy, Jesus yeah. Christ!" You know. Um, and so I love that, and you know, and that made you it, sound kind of crazy from like every boyfriend I had. Like you need, but you're the one like just going from relationship <laughs> totally, to relationship. Totally. Like, no, you need therapy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then I had a boyfriend who was really into therapy, and he would kind of be like, uh, "Let me check my therapist." Before I'd, and I'd be like, you have to check with your therapist. No, you know? oh and it was the opposite. It was hilarious. <laughs> You're projecting. <laughs> I'd be like, come on, get some balls. No. So you let the you so don't see the feelings. What so I do good. now is like, yeah, I just try to I just try to stick to mundane things and and like maybe like a good night's sleep and you wake mm-hmm. up feeling different. You know, I mean, there's there's the obvious things. It's important to do things that we love. And I feel like in a rat race city like New York, we forget the value of like just putting on a song you love. Sure. Um, so it's important to do all those things and then it's a, and then I discovered things that I love to do like playing music playing drums and stuff and and that always cheers me up and um, you know usually when I'm really low I just gotta wait for it to pass all these things pass the terror so you just and the do beauty. mind things that are like watch Netflix or play drums or I do that when I'm happy too yeah of course but <laughs> right? when you're you know because those but are yeah, things I guess when you're down when I'm really down like usually I can I, usually I'm like happy to be out in the world and just interact with people uh-huh. and people can't always tell that I'm down and then there, but there are times when, they're, when I'm like really drenched in it and I just yeah. sometimes you just sulk sometimes you just mope usually I when I get sad I just call my aunt she's Portuguese <laughs> <laughs> can't say notoriously sad. cheerful can't people say Portuguese not. I like watching Luke just shake his head I guess maybe those, acti- thing. <laughs> those activities are good because they're uh, no one can judge them like if you play drums by yourself and you're like I'm just there's where the, I ba- don't basically, play by myself but you what I don't play by myself uh, oh, I go out and oh okay being, being you part do, of the, the community yeah, playing music enjoy the out. music or, or yeah. anything I guess when you like those self nurturing things because like yeah I guess you could judge yourself, but like pretty much bad news comes from judgment. Like you didn't get a job, someone didn't think you were good enough. Mm-hmm. Your relationship didn't go well, they didn't think you were good enough, or mm-hmm. where did I mess up, or what? But like whenever you like, just, let's say you paint, you're like, fuck, I'm just gonna paint mm-hmm. just to paint, and no one can judge. I can rip it up when I'm done, mm-hmm. you know, or writing or whatever. And maybe that's why people do those things. And just I think we, you underestimate the the impact that like that not eating and not sleeping can have on you. you oh know? my god, yeah, it can destroy think, you. Yeah, and I think yeah. we all under, underestimate that. It's easy to forget that. It's easy to, you know, we were raised to compartmentalize everything where it's like, why would that affect your uh-huh. emotions? Emotions are here and your yeah. physical body is here. But like, yeah, but you look so good though from not eating. <laughs> you yeah. look so good. Right. Well, we're in a society like, of overachievers where we're like, it does, we let people, we don't, we neglect our, I mean, just the fact that obesity is such a huge problem in our country mm. that we we neglect like. Are they overachievers in weight they are. Well, no they are is it's like what, what we were just saying earlier <laughs> yeah. when I was saying about what we, how we don't have a relationship with destruction it's like yin and yang like yin is like stillness 
destruction, dark, empty, right? Yang is like do, fire, noise, uh-huh. light. And like obesity is like e- excess. Like well, excess, we just let it ride you know? in our country. We don't know how to like, be oh. still. Like we don't know how to yeah. fucking portion control and like I've had enough. Like be satiated. Like that's the stillness, that's the yin. That's the problem that we don't that we don't have in this greedy ass you know, empire. Such a cool like uh, one of my favorite quotes is "So be yourself" from Sobe Energy Drinks. <laughs> the, <laughs> like the teas, the bottle of tea. Are you serious? Wow. Yeah. How much did you make from that? How much Someone you went to that? high school in the late '90s, early 2000s. Oh, nothing uh, makes me laugh. Lance, Lance had a blank face and they cracked up. <laughs> That's hilarious. Is that a, Thank is you. That a product placement? Yeah. Oh, that is. They're one of the sponsors of the show. Yeah. Yeah. I want you to make Clearly. that like frame that. So be yourself. So be. <laughs> yeah. Don't they have a lizard as their? Yeah, the lizard. Yeah. That's hilarious. So I, I associate yourself. that with Four Loco. Don't they make Four Loco? Oh, so does he. Four Locos be somebody else. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. God. Technically, Coca-Cola owns all of this. No. So. Isn't that right? crazy? This right here? Everything. This operation? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Name it. Uh, they own it. Yeah. yeah. Every reincarnated soul they've actually purchased. That is true. <laughs> yeah. So. And they created Santa Claus. Man. <laughs> so weird. Dolly Parton said, uh, find out who you are and then do it on purpose. Oh, Dolly Parton. Yeah, she's a gem, um, man. She is a gem. She's it's a really treasure. Sad. Long yeah. career. Yeah, like I feel like I was raised to, you know, to just know that she had big boobs, and then like finally through my musician friends, I'm like, wait, she did music. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 come upon yeah. some of these videos on yeah. YouTube that just pop up about Dolly on the Parton. internet. Yes. Tell you one thing, she sure sang to me. Yeah. Oh boy, oh boy. He wants to be yeah. I, I, I twinking. <laughs> twinking. He's twerking in the in the club. Uh, he uh, that's so funny. Yeah, she's. I never I never got into Dolly Parton. Yeah, me neither. But I, I mean, hear, like, I hear I, about I, it peripherally. But I, the, the boobs was like the funny, like that was yeah. like the huge thing. No pun intended. Uh, uh, so be yourself. So be yourself. Uh, so be yourself. <laughs> I'm such an idiot. I love that. Do you levels. do you celebrate any holidays? Because if you're doing like Taoism, do you like? Oh, I celebrate you, what my family celebrates. You know, which is my my sister has four kids, and when there's kids back in the family, and Christmas is fun. Even, even Thanksgiving kids. and yep. Easter is fun. Yep. Everything and the look on their faces and the cutout. Uh-huh. Turkeys they make they it's all it. worth I it. Yeah. It. Is it a strong Catholic family? No. 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 Um. We. You know. Brazil is very Catholic, and and my mom was kind of New Agey, non-religious, and mm-hmm. divorced, and so we oh. we were raised with like screw that. Um, I'm not going to oblige anybody to do anything they don't want to mm-hmm. do, and like, and it was like that. And then my and then you know my sister married kind of a. Italian guy who comes from Catholic stock, so they yep. just they go to church, and and it's just more of a community thing too, you know. They more of a yeah. social thing, and um, I wouldn't celebrate anything. I don't have a Christmas tree. I and I, and also as a musician, as a problem maybe as comics, I don't know, but as a musician, um, the gigs pay really well around sure. holidays. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I once made oh, okay. two hundred bucks for playing fifteen minutes at the Waldorf Astoria yeah, at New it was Year's amazing. Eve, and you know so. I'm, so I don't, yeah, I don't give a crap about it. But then when I go over to my sister's, she has like the the, the it's fun the when home. you get into it. Yeah, fireplace like or something. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I just yeah. bought a Christmas tree yesterday. You did? I love. Yeah, and I'm not religious at all. Well, in December <laughs> yeah. you bought one yeah. uh, Christmas tree. Yeah. You mean a week before Christmas? <laughs> yeah, I know his, his a... Brazilian aunt must be coming over. <laughs> Portuguese, and there's a huge difference, please. I went Portuguese. Yeah, Portuguese. Yeah, Portuguese. <laughs> she helped me. She helped me pick it out. I love Please. it. Christmas is one of my favorite 
I love it. Have you lived anywhere outside New York? Yeah, I oh, lived okay. in Brazil. Oh, you lived Ooh, in Brazil? Ooh, how yeah. long? I lived there when I was 11 for a year and a half, and then after college, and uh, when I was like 22, 23, 24, I went back like every year for as long as I could, for like wow. three months, and then four months, and then wow. six months. Yeah, and I fell in love with it. Um, I went to like the area that's like the musical paradise in the northeast of Brazil. Is Rio there? Rio is I would not like to, where I went. It's there though, no? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Want, isn't it that big statue of Jesus sort of yep, thing? Yeah, that's like, Rio. I'd like to see that. That looks awesome. Rio is awesome, but it's the place I know least, so I can talk about it but that looks so picturesque you always see photos of that it looks yeah. gorgeous quite, I follow the surf tournament mm-hmm. uh, like the world surf and they surf right near there they do um, by the way this is like uh, if somebody was not from America they go you know Mount Rushmore and you're like I've never been yeah, there like, well let's talk about Mount Rushmore and you're like is it there is it in America yeah. but I follow this, this uh, that's very true <laughs> The surf tour, and they surf right outside there, mm-hmm. and like like a few miles from there, I believe. And they always show shots. Of, and surf photography in general is awesome because it's oh. like oceans and but skies another, and stuff. There's another town in the northeast of Brazil where I lived, which was also a surf capital, where like Billabong had their international competition mm-hmm. there and stuff. Yeah, Whoa, yeah, cool man. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. And there's was, a lot of Brazilians. It was trippy. It was I'd a like lot to thank of trippy ass like guest for making the connection that Lance, our host, was not making. <laughs> uh, How uh, the surfing surfing applies to, me. applies to you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, there's a um, the last year's world champion was from Brazil, mm-hmm. and um, right now we today, have dogs that surf. today actually, oh, there's right. like a ton of Brazilians. There's three Brazilians. Uh, the world title is like today. It's happening like right now in mm-hmm. Hawaii, and there's three Brazilians up for like winning it again. So mm-hmm. Brazilians, Brazil's got a huge surfing thing happening. Absolutely. Now. That's a side note. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Except well, for me you. though, because like I said, I'm lazy. I'm not athletic. But it's you huge never now though. <laughs> no, I've never surfed. I like to jump around and play, and I could barely swim. I just like yeah, that's play. a prerequisite. I like unstructured play. Yeah, I like to jump around at carnival. When mm-hmm. we talk about parades, you know, that's part oh, of my carnival. I never like, I never like learned how to swim, and it scared me that you said swimming's a prerequisite because I went surfing with Lance twice. Yeah, and I really like. I it didn't was like really, waste. You don't yeah. have to swim. Saved. Have you ever like, been rescued? Have you ever been in the ocean? It was really dangerous if you and, think about yeah, it. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, but really it was, the surprising thing is that you just now realize that now. Yeah. <laughs> like, not when you were surfing that. New. No. Oh. Until, like, every time, like, someone, like, until now, it kind of clicked in. It lands, like, yeah, it's a prerequisite. And I'm like, oh, my God, not a swim. For surfing? Did you try to surf? Yeah, yeah we I did, did okay. Yeah, well, we were in, like, like waste deep water. So it's like, I just yeah, picked TJ up. Yeah, like, Get up, dude. What are you? <laughs> yeah. He was like our dad. It's like, it was so fun and cute. He would, like, hold the board and, like, push us in and be like, here we go. You ready? It was, like, really neat. <laughs> we looked really terrible hard, out there. Yeah, we looked I don't like doing stuff I'm not good at. So you're not athletic at all. I mean, I'm no, like I'm ener- like I'm energetic with free play. Like I can go, like I can go at carnival. Like I'll be like, uh-huh. yeah, let's go, and I'll and yeah. like you know, no sleep, and and I love like jumping around in the ocean, but I don't, but I don't like any. What do you think about? Um, I, I don't, I don't even mean like maybe put this on you, but I'm just because I'm reading this book right now. So put I'm it so on me. What do you think about? Um, because you're like a spiritual person and all. Yeah, it sounds so ignorant of me, but like, <laughs> what what do you think about like drugs that like open so called open people's minds? Because this book I'm reading with this guy, he did all these drugs basically mm-hmm. for like years, and so mm-hmm. he con- was convinced MDMA was like the answer to everyone's problem. Mm-hmm. Then he, mm-hmm. then he got in trouble for uh, he moved it like across the sea it became illegal in the US and he moved uh, to Europe or something and mm-hmm. then but one of his shipments made it into the US so he got in prison for like six years and this oh. is when he had this awakening that like and he was now saying that like I, I just read this on the way here he's saying like he doesn't think drugs he's like that's such a small window into 
you know, the openness or shared universal, yeah. whatever. So he's actually now advocating like not do drugs because it's, or, or, you know, and he's done them all. He's literally like, he used to sell them, done them all, right. was heavy and went on these retreats, monk stuff, crazy, right. everything. Um, so I'm just curious, what are your thoughts on like, are, do you think drugs are, that's his, that's his opinion. Yeah. Do you think drugs are, are a positive way to get you? I like you? how he went through one whole thing and then was like, actually I was totally wrong uh-huh, yeah. and anyone who does that is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, he's, he's saying now, much, he, I think it, what? He's saying now he's so awakened that like he, there's no need to eat. He's like, you you be upset by like entering that world, the yeah. mind expanding of ecstasy or, or mushrooms or something. I don't do drugs. I don't know what I'm talking about. But he's saying like when what? you find that window and then it slams shut on you, mm. that you'll never want to do that because it got slammed. He's like, once you become awakened, there's no mm-hmm. need for that because you just feel great all the time. That's right. it. This is this guy. Right. I did have someone explain it to me like that. A friend who was like a spiritual person who I considered them like further along the path than me, which is funny because then they became like a drug addict and had yeah. to go to rehab and now uh-huh. like I lost all respect for them. Jesus. But at the time when I looked up to them and they said to me that it was like that it's like there's a wall uh, between you and enlightenment and drugs are like this window uh-huh. but but they don't do the job of like you still have to climb over the wall. Mm-hmm. And so that's one way of looking at it and it's probably true. I think the ideal is to never have to do drugs but I want to say that I'm I think I don't think I think drugs are illegal for 100% political reasons. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um I have done a bunch of hallucinogens and loved it and I think they opened up parts of me that never closed. Mm-hmm. I think they took I think the best thing you can do for, with drugs is have it take you places that you can then like remember how to get there again. Leave yourself a Hansel and Gretel breadcrumbs so that you yeah. can get there sober. And you know, I stopped doing like mushrooms when I just when it was just like a buzz or a high and it wasn't like this like mind bending like soul-changing trip then sure. I was just like I don't, I'm not gonna just take a few to just get high you know you know it's funny drugs are illegal but no one I don't know anyone that doesn't do drugs because they go hey it's illegal yeah, yeah. if you wanna do them you're gonna do them yeah. yeah it's weird how it's like no one's ever been like love to do drugs man they're just so illegal where are they well it sucks yeah. and then it's like the layer of paranoia that comes with it and it's like is it just because of how like stigmatized is it in society like we don't know, like who needs that nervous energy. Of, like, well, I think as you see a couple bad cases of people go off the rails, yeah. who yeah. do lose their life, who do lose their home. Who Jim Jeffries, I know, but stand there's up an overwhelming has a funny amount of, of um, functional addicts, and I think we do a disservice when we don't talk about those because then the positive ones, yeah, or even the like the mid mid range ones, because uh-huh. then the kids are as soon as they see one that's functional, they're like, oh, he didn't die as soon as he tried it. So then they then it's like you're yeah, you're in no man's land where, instead uh-huh. of like actually talking to people about I'll speak what drugs. Brendan are. on here too. This is what Brendan would say. Neither of you ever do drugs. No, I've never done anything. Um, Luke, no, never, never what? done anything. Never yeah, smoked yeah. a cigarette. What kind of show is weed, this? <laughs> but Brendan would argue that, like, yeah, he'd be on your page where he would say, like, is it what's worse, the person who works eighty hours a week and like eats terrible food and doesn't mm-hmm. take care, like that's an addiction in its own. So maybe that person would be better off if they went the middle route, like you're saying. Yeah, what I loved about um, because of your friend Dave Foster, uh-huh. I got into Chinese medicine, and what I loved about Chinese medicine is that it's it doesn't talk about cause and effect it's like a it's like a loop and so for the first time there was this this like health system that was like there's no right way or wrong way to fix something like for a long time I would just cross my arms and be like you know um uh-huh. uh, uh, uh the pills that people take for therapy what's it called them um, 
depression, whatever pills. Sure. Like, those are bad. Those are bad. Uh, you know, I would cross my arms and just be like, you should be able to just work it out and go to therapy and do it in your mind, you know? And then, like, the thing about Chinese medicine is like, it's like you can intervene at any time of the loop. Like, if you're able to do it by mm-hmm. meditating, great. If you need to take a pill for a while to get you balanced, great. If it's just changing your diet or changing or uh-huh. like exercising. And I, I get this feeling that it's like you can, it's less judgmental. You can intervene. Yes, these things are all correlated and they all affect each other, but you can intervene at any part of the cycle and it's like no judgment, you know? <laughs> Which seems like a healthier way. And it I, could works be, for me. I could be wrong in this. Do Chinese people live longer than people in the U.S.? Most Chinese people don't ascribe to traditional Chinese medicine. Oh, maybe that's, oh. that's ignorance on my oh, part. Of. Me go. too. I, I was going around being like, there's billions of them. Yeah. There's more of them than of us. And how do you call alternative medicine? And then I asked my uh, acupuncturist, like, how many of them actually do it? And he's like, no, they're not. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Very interesting. <laughs> Chinese and title only. Yeah. <laughs> it's only people who were born and raised in Manhattan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. actually use Chinese <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. And went to liberal arts college. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, that's funny. <laughs> so, I, I, just uh, as we're wrapping up here, uh-huh. I, I went like by fast, know, fellas. It I seems know. like kind of the through line of, of this show is that uh, whether it's uh, your language skills, your spiritual side, uh, drums, uh, even even when we start talking about twerking, it seems like you're really <laughs> about bonding with us with us in society with each individual in society being a community, mm. and that is. I don't know if that's your mission, but it seems like it that's is something you you're passionate about. Ah, sure. I also had to learn how to be alone, though. It was it used to be really hard for me to be by myself, and then uh, so it's a beautiful thing when you discover like to love hanging out alone by yourself, right? Mm-hmm. But it can be said that when you're by yourself, that's when you're like really with the universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you don't need to phys- be physically two feet from someone. You could send that yeah. same energy to someone a thousand miles yeah. away. Maybe. Yeah, I'm alone or, all the time, and I don't know why. You feel far away. <laughs> <laughs> not, not by choice. He, yeah, not by choice at all. I wish right. you were yeah. farther. That's the, I look forward to this yeah. every day. Is this, and then after this, I go home and I'm by myself. It's <laughs> <laughs> very fun. Lonely, I'm anyone, sad boy. I'm a very yes, I am. I'm a very sad man. <laughs> uh, it's cool being like connected to the universe. Shut up, dude. Yeah. Cool, man. So you're about being connected, <laughs> even if it's not physical in a room it's about being connected to as a bigger whole yeah for you. yeah it's like it's about like everything's an illusion and the divisions between us are an illusion you know um they're human they're like earthly human illusions not like quantum illusion well even yeah like even like even quantum physics like the more you get into physics the more spiritual it gets like Uh einstein was my idol sure every and you know anyone who studies quantum physics they have to they start getting into the same conversations that like any philosophers or religious people would get into you know Mm -hmm. because Hmm. um because it's 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 at that edge it it comes like a place of source whatever that might be right Hmm. maybe uh, whether that's what a god mean? or like uh, we're all one or whatever that inter- it, you it all goes back to like a source like right? why yeah right? you just the big bang whatever <laughs> you want like, like what's the yeah. point yeah. everyone always tries to go back you go back all the way because we're all trying to figure it out mm-hmm. maybe I don't know I mean I don't know what I'm talking about mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the origin is just Jesus and Buddha at a go-kart track true yes. <laughs> they figured it out and Mary Magdalene that's true and you know what they're wearing Joanna's Jiggle-ass jeans <laughs> our sponsor <laughs> All right, guys, that's been our show, Ghana Show. Um, Tia Jenny, you can find her through Facebook, T-I-A-J-E-N-N-Y, if you need a translator or you want to see um, uh, see her DJ at oh, yeah. Meridian23. 
Yeah. Um, what's the address to that? In 161 West 23rd Street. And it's Meridian 23. Yep, between 6th and 7th Avenue. This Friday between 4 and 6, I'll be DJing. Yeah. You can see her, but more importantly, you can hear her DJ. Yep. You can also go online, meridian23.com. Meridian23.com. <laughs> and hear me live, um, live and direct. Good, so I'll become like, uh, you know, yeah, you can hear her live, and then, yeah, add her on Facebook and everything, and yep. then follow... Uh, uh, all of us uh, at Luke at, Comic Comedian at, at Comedian Luke let me do it since you <laughs> are incapable yeah I'm really bad I'm really uh, bad at ComedianLuke.com at ComedianLuke on Twitter that's correct at Lance Weiss at TJ Del Reno at Gandhi Show and if you're ever in New York come to Gandhi Show uh, every Wednesday Lucky Jack's Bar 9pm for free it's great and also in LA check the website GandhiShow.com Lance, I want you to feel better. Yeah, thanks. It was very interesting. Thanks for uh, coming on. Yeah, this Thank was awesome. You. Uh, so that's been our show, guys. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Rate us. Uh, tell your friends and share. And we'll see you soon. Time to twack. So be it. Twacking. <laughs> Go to GandhiShow.com for show dates and more. And follow us on Twitter at Gandhi Show. Lance Weiss, Brendan underscore Fitz, and TJ Del Reno. 